1: It's time, it's time, time
2: time to get in the zone, time to get in the zone with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al, he's Brian, and it is Vikings week. And to kick off our show today, we have with us from the Pioneer Press, Vikings beat writer, Dane Mizutani. Dane, thanks for being here, buddy.
1: No problem, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: So, Dane, you're from Hawaii. Did I read that about you
1: right? I am. I am. Kind of crazy how I end up in Minnesota, right? Um, Yeah, from (laughs)
2: Hawaii to uh, Minnesota. Where are you from and why?
1: I'm from Oahu. So, grew up uh, in Illinois, actually. But my family, a lot of my family still lives on Oahu. You can blame my mom for, for landing us in the Midwest. So, oh really? Doesn't, doesn't make sense, but it's nice <laughs> dude, to get back. Dude, so
2: I did my honeymoon in, in Maui, and mm-hmm. it's just anywhere you go from there, it's just downhill. Like it's like okay. it was like the most beautiful place I've ever been to, and just nothing, no, nowhere I've been yet, anyway, it has even compared. It's crazy. It's really nice there.
1: Mm-hmm. No doubt.
2: No doubt. All right, all right, Dane. So to start off, the Vikings, you know, Kevin O'Connell comes in last season and goes 13 and 4. And year two hasn't gone well. They're two and four. Mm-hmm. Um Their only two wins have been against the Panthers and the Bears. And last season, they were 11-0 in one-score games. And so the record was probably a little bit inflated because that's just not sustainable. But they let some vets go this offseason. You know, Tomlinson, Thielen, Delvin Cook. What's the vibe in Minnesota with the team right now? Did the the fans expect to take a step back or or are they upset with where they are right now?
1: Um, I think fans are pretty upset with how this season has gone to this point. But I think if fans were also being honest with themselves, like, Eleven and zero in one score games was completely unsustainable. And if you even just take three of those away, and they go instead of eleven and zero in one score games, eight and three in one score games, hmm. then instead of a thirteen and four football team, we're looking at a ten and seven football team. Then, if you regress this year, it, it's not all too surprising considering the people that you you mentioned they let go this off season. But I think when you in a lot of ways, overshoot expectations in year one of this new regime. You go 13-4, and I think fans are going to expect progression and not regression. Um, But I think deep down, this is probably what the Vikings were even last year. They were just winning the one-score games that they've lost Mm -hmm. consistently this year.
0: Yeah, I would say that largely – the, the Vikings are what they are last year and this year because of Kirk Cousins. And uh, as 49er fans and content creators, we are intimately uh, aware of Kirk Cousins and how he's playing and what he's doing in Minnesota mm-hmm. because uh, 49er fans know the love affair that Kyle Shanahan has had uh, with with Mr. Cousins. Um, and honestly, like when you look at him statistically, he is always one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL in terms of performance on the field, Uh, but he's 48, 37 and one as a starter, right? You look at those stats and you think that record should probably be better. I think it's, I would almost say that Kirk Cousins is, is kind of the antithesis of Jimmy G when it comes to the QB wins debate, if you will. Um, But he takes a lot of heat, not only from, from fans of other organizations, but fans of the Vikings organization as well um and 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 a lot of that comes with a perceived inability to win the big one whether it be a primetime game a playoff game of which he's only got one victory um where are you on cousins Um, do you think he gets a bad rap and then past that his contract is up this year do you think he's back with the vikings next season
1: it's a weird kind of dynamic that i have when i think of like how i Perceive Kirk Cousins, because when he got here, if you recall the, the, the off season that he ended up in Minnesota the year before that it was another horseshoe good luck season that they had. Um, Case Keenum was the quarterback of the Vikings that year. They go 13 and three, they win uh, at home against new Orleans via the Minneapolis miracle. And yep. and the all in push that following off season was for Kirk Cousins. So when that happened, my initial reaction, because I think most people have this reaction with Kirk Cousins is, is he an, a guy who's going to elevate this team and take it over the top? I did not think so. And for four and a five years, I've been proven right. What I will say is he's a heck of a lot better of a quarterback when I just watch him. than then I really gave him credit for, I think from afar, I kind of just reduced him to, uh, this guy's not that good, this guy mm-hmm. is, is is the best of the worst, um, but can he really help you? While all those things may be true, he's also, I think, firmly like a top 12 quarterback in the league because of the way he just plays the position. There are a lot of bad quarterbacks in the league, and I don't think Kirk Cousins is one of them. So it, it's it's kind of a weird push pull that I have with him because I, I was probably one of his biggest critics in town when he first got here. And now sometimes I find myself defending him because I'm like, it could be a lot worse. Uh, at the end of the day though, I do not think that he will be the quarterback of the Vikings next year. Um, and I think the writing has kind of been on the wall when they didn't extend it this, this off season, they pushed out some yeah. void years to lower his cap hit. Um, but instead of doing the void years to lower the cap hit, you could have just extended him to, to lower the cap hit. Kwesi had did not do that. Um, I think it was kind of a fail safe just in case something like this happened where Mm -hmm. you, you knew deep down, you're probably not as good as 13 and four. And if you take a step back and you, you know, God forbid, miss the playoffs, if you had extended cousins, the previous off season, then I think you have some egg on your face. Um, I think this was an out and I think they will take that out. Um, if things don't turn around now, if the Vikings get hot, they win a bunch of games, they win a playoff game. Uh, then he probably will be. Um, I just don't Mm. see
0: that happening. Now, the trade deadline is 12 days away. And as again, as as 49er fans, we've kind of looked around it. Is there another way for the 49ers to upgrade? This isn't a question about whether Kirk Cousins will end up in San Francisco. We know that that ship has sailed. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. we don't have to talk about that anymore. But our guy Bobby Sala out there in New York really needs a quarterback. And I know that there has been talk of whether or not minnesota could trade kirk cousins it sounds like kirk has come out and essentially kind of quashed all those and said he wouldn't waive his no trade is is that true and and if if kirk isn't going to be a a trade piece uh does the neil hunter get moved are there pieces on this team that you think will be gone by by the the time the trade deadline ends
1: yeah, I do get the sense that Kirk Cousins is not waiving his no no trade clause, so I don't think that trade to New York's happening. the The Schefter report from ESPN basically used the term unforeseen circumstances as a way to couch like there's absolutely no never chance in hell never. that it's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is again this is conjecture, I'm not reporting, but my to me the unforeseen fo- circumstances is if Brock Purdy. Suffered a huge injury, and Kyle Shanahan was like, I gotta have my guy. Um, I don't think that's happening. Um, God forbid, I hope it doesn't because I just said it, and I think the 49er fans would (laughs) would kill me if if something happened to Brock Purdy this weekend. We'll edit
2: it out, there'll be no proof. Yeah, (laughs) we'll take care of it. Um,
1: but no, I don't foresee him getting traded. Um, I think he'll finish out his contract here and then try and latch on somewhere else. Um, anyone who watched the quarterback special on Netflix this offseason. I think you can get the sense that he likes his family time. He likes to be grounded as far as Mm -hmm. knowing where his family is going to be um, day in, day out, week in, week out. I don't think he'd do well um, just parachuting to New York for three months. I don't think he'd pull his kids out of school uh, to do that. I don't think he'd move his wife, Julie, to do that. So I don't think he's getting traded. Um, Even if there was a deal, I don't think he'd say yes to it. I do think Daniil Hunter is someone who is definitely on the table. Um, It makes sense. If you're a contender and you need a pass rusher, he is tied for the league, league in sacks. And Mm -hmm. I think he's a a special player who had two years where he struggled with injuries. Um, And I think had he not had those injuries, he'd probably be someone who had a long-term contract had been extended. Um, But he wasn't the injuries kicked the can down the road with the contract discussion and and we hit kind of a you know an inflection point last off where he signed that one year deal, but if you're going to lose Daniel Hunter for nothing next year because of your cap constraints heading into next off season, um, I think it would make sense to get what you can from him at the deadline. The only thing that could hinder that, I think, is if the Vikings can pull off the upset on Monday Night Football, if they mm-hmm. can parlay that into a victory at Lambeau the following week. Um, but if they get rolled, like I think they could this week and they lose to to, to the Packers at Lambeau, um, I think all bets are off and you, and you could see them get moved.
0: Do you Yeah, think, I think. Oh, I was going to say, I was just going to ask about compensation. You know, if they let them go, I mean, they, they could be in line for a third round comp pick. But again, that wouldn't be until 2025. Mm-hmm. So are you thinking that pretty much anything in terms of, draft capital in 2024 could get it done or does it need to be like a third round pick or higher? Uh,
1: I think, I think 2024 draft capital probably means more to this team right now, um, mm-hmm. just with the way they're trying to build this thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's a good point that they could just wait it out. But I, I really do think that it's been coined a competitive rebuild here. Mm-hmm. I think it's looking more rebuildy than competitively right now. Um, so you'd want more picks on the front end than kicking that can down the road an extra year.
2: Yeah. You gotta love that if you're Justin Jefferson, right? If we're doing a competitive rebuild. That's <laughs> yeah. that's that's a little that's a little scary. You yeah. know, with cousins, not that I want to spend the whole time on him, but he's just kind of like to me, and you're kind of in purgatory with him. Like you said, he's a he's not a bad quarterback. And when you look at some of the play this year, he's certainly, you know, maybe a top fifteen guy. He's kind of in that Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, you know, where you're you're kind of in limbo, you're kind of you gotta pay them a lot of money. You may not ever win anything with those guys. The Niners hope they're not going to be in that situation with Brock Purdy. They hope he can be a franchise guy for a long time with them who can win something. And he, he had his worst game as a pro last week. But I'm looking at the numbers for this Minnesota defense, Dane, and I haven't watched a ton of the Vikings this year, but their second worst in completion percentage, 75% allowed, and their QB rating is 103.3. That's the third worst in the league. Um, they've struggled at home against the opposing QBs. Now two of those were Herbert and Mahomes. But I kind of see this as a get-right game for Purdy after a bad week. What what have been the issues with the defense coverage, pass rush? And are you worried about that too? The Niners attacking them through the air?
1: Yeah, honestly, I I think you can do whatever you want against this defense. <laughs> I, I I think if the if the Niners come out and say we want to run the ball down their throats. Um, I think whether it's Christian McCaffrey in the backfield or Jordan Mason, or I don't even know who else you guys have back there. um, You'll be able to do it. I think the offensive line will be able to move the Vikings defensive line backwards enough to, to, if that's the game plan that Kyle Shanahan employs, it'll work. Um, We saw it earlier this year when the Vikings played the Philadelphia Eagles. Anecdotally, it was just one drive, but over the course of the game, I think they rushed for over 200 yards, but anecdotally, they just lined up, they ran the same play like 11 times in a row, and they just gained six, seven, eight, all the way down, scored a touchdown. Um, So if the Niners want to do that, I think they'll be able to do that. If the Niners want to rebuild Brock Purdy's confidence a little bit, I think they'll be able to do that too, because I, I think the secondary lacks, at least at the cornerback position, it certainly lacks experience. I think there's guys that are starting to come into their own. Um, but their best cornerbacks, Byron Murphy, and he's being asked to play inside. He's being asked to play outside. He got torched by Keenan Allen, um, three weeks ago. Uh, It's a tough ask, um, following that guy all around the field. Um, Mm -hmm. but Byron Murphy, I think he's being asked to kind of punch a little bit above his weight class as far as being that shutdown corner. Um, the Vikings are going to blitz the heck out of the Niners this weekend. I'd be surprised if they didn't, if you just look at their blitz rate, um, they send it like way more than anyone in the league, or at least rush five um, or more. They do that more than anyone in the league. Um, I think they do that a lot though, because of their inexperience at secondary, um, the thought process being, if we can speed the other quarterback up, um, at least we won't give up a big play. Um, But I I think having watched at least some Brock Purdy, if they're sending blitzes, he's going to find the hot guy and and, and he's just going to move the ball upfield. So, long-winded way of saying I'd be shocked if, if, if this wasn't a get right game for, for San Francisco in the offense, um, just based on what we've seen out of Minnesota so far.
0: And with Justin Jefferson, not yeah. available flip to the other side of the ball. You know, I know they won against Chicago last week. Chicago hasn't been known as, as much of a defensive powerhouse, uh which is odd because they have a defensive head coach it's kind of like hey what what would you say you do here but where do you feel like uh, you can see this Vikings offense finding success against this 49ers defense uh,
1: i don't know <laughs> question mark <laughs> um i don't think i don't think it'll be running the ball um they actually their offensive line is graded out quite well this year i think PFF has them as like the number 1 ranked pass or run blocking number three ranked run blocking. Um, I think that's largely because they have a left tackle, Christian Darson and a right tackle, Brian O'Neill, who are two of the best at their positions. I think interior um, the Vikings continue to kind of struggle. And that's why I don't see them getting a huge push and being able to run the ball with consistency against just a behemoth 49ers front seven. Uh, they haven't been able to b- run the ball with much consistency this year. There's been good games here and there. I think their best bet is just trying to at least get the ball out quick to guys like TJ Hawkinson. Jordan Addison has been Mm -hmm. someone who's been very impressive this year. But I I, I say I don't know, and I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but we saw what this offense looked like last week without Justin Jefferson. First game he's missed in his career, um, and the Vikings couldn't move the ball against the Chicago Bears. They they really struggled to move the ball against that defense, which, to your point – is not a very good defense. Now, I just I find it hard to believe they're going to be able to move the ball against arguably the best defense in the league. Um, a lot of what this Vikings offense does is hinged on the amount of gravity and magnetism that Justin Jefferson has. Um, when it's not there, I think they just become a heck of a lot easier to defend.
2: Dan, it's not even Halloween, and you're already beat down, my man. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like no hope in Minnesota right now. All right, last question before we let you go. I was going to ask you prediction, but I, I, based on what you, you are telling us right now, I don't think there's any way you're going to not say or So I'll ask you this for the last question. Kevin O'Connell last year came in and, well, you know, he did a good job from what he said. He won 13 games. He did really well. Do you think he's still the guy long-term for this team? And do you not see the issues right now as sort of falling on him? Or where are you on him?
1: I absolutely do. I think he's the right guy for the team. Um, I think they bought into everything he's kind of come in you know, with the idea of how to build a team, I think the culture stuff, I think it can fall on deaf ears if it's fake. And I don't think it does because I think it is real. I think he's kind of all about, Mm -hmm. you know, the way he says. Um, And and I think overall, just the way the league's trended, um, having an offensive minded head coach, isn't a bad idea. I think it's a good marriage with Brian Flores coming in and running that defense Um, and Kevin O'Connell, basically just saying that's yours. Um, you know, it's me and you together. Uh, but I, am not concerned. There are fans certainly in Minnesota that are, you know, pushing the panic button is Kevin O'Connell, the guy for the future. Uh, I think it's going to be fine here. I think when they start to at least push forward into what this could look like with a new quarterback under center, um, I think he's the guy a, a type of coach that you want kind of tutoring and bringing a young quarterback along. Um, i think there's a chance that this team could turn the corner the the schedule does soften up a bit i I just feel pretty doom and gloom about this game in particular because i just i don't see how it could happen um but i i I don't think this team's gonna completely free fall be in the running for caleb williams drake may i think they're Mm -hmm. too good for that um i think kevin o'connell is frankly too good of a coach to let that happen um so yeah absolutely i think he's the guy long term in minnesota Um, I think this is just kind of an example of you're really overachieved in year one um, and and you're kind of paying for it by proxy in year two.
0: Dane, I got to let you know, there are fans in San Francisco that wonder if Kyle Shanahan is the long-term answer at coach. So every fan base, (laughs) every fan base has those guys that you're like, what are we doing here? But Hey, before, uh, before Al sends us out, um, I do have one last question uh, based on a little bit uh, of Intel we received. Just wondering. How jealous are you that Taylor Swift is dating the Chiefs tight end and not the Vikings tight end?
1: Oh, oh my God, I I think I'd have to quit my job if if it was. <laughs> um, what a, what a moment for the NFL. I I I don't mind that they leaned into it. Why not? So. I
2: don't either. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And they are leaning into it. That's that's for sure. All right, Dane, we appreciate the time, buddy. Thank you. All right, Brian. There you have it. Even the Vikings beat writers see no hope for this week. <laughs> he was like, "It's funny because I don't know how many people will see clips of this show, but some of the questions we asked him, like his face kind of glossed over, like, yeah, no, like, he was like, yeah,
0: yeah, no, the, the it, question it, about where their bad. offense can find success, and like you could yeah, just, just see just him, every, you could see all the you could see the wheels turning, and he was like, Nah, uh, not much, nowhere. <laughs> In In I defense, have no idea. You
2: could do." You could do whatever you want. It just seems, yeah, it's bleak. It's bleak in Minnesota. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. that way too. And we'll go over some of the metrics, but I feel like with the Niners, yeah, there are, they're a little bit beat up right now. Trent Williams, yeah. today's Thursday. These guys may not practice all week. These guys don't need practice. You know, this was the first, practice, day but, yeah, first
0: day of practice. because Yeah. First
2: day of practice going into yeah. Monday, but Debo didn't practice today. Greenlaw didn't practice. Trent Williams didn't practice. McCaffrey didn't practice. Um, Isaiah Oliver didn't practice. So there's guys hurt on the 49ers right now. It looks like with McCaffrey, the oblique injury is just going to be a pain tolerance thing. So he's kind of day-to-day, week-to-week. We'll see how he goes. They are on turf. I would wonder if, if they'll be more careful with the guys with lower body stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Having said all that, I still think regardless, I don't see how the Niners can get threatened much in this game. I feel yeah. like the Niners are coming out of the the Cleveland game, they're getting a lot of slack for it. You're hearing stuff about Purdy now. There's questions that really shouldn't be there when you dive into what happened with the Cleveland game. Okay. It was it was yeah. bad weather. They had Debo get hurt, and Debo was a big part of the game plan. If you look at the runs that went to Ray Ray McLeod and things like that, they were probably for Debo. Debo was a right. big part of what it seemed right. like what they were going to do. You had fluky stuff happen where the ball goes off Ayuk's hands. That would have been a touchdown on a third and 13. Purdy overthrows McCaffrey. That's a touchdown. We talked about mm-hmm. it. would have been 24 points or whatever, 21 at the end of the first half. Yeah. You miss field goals. They played, like, the worst game I remember them playing in a really long time, and they still were a missed field goal away from winning it. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of a lot of knocks going around in the Niners this, this week, and I feel like they're going to come back. There is no weather in the Dome. And they're just going to put an ass whooping on, on the Vikings. I really feel that way. And he talked about you could decide how you're going to attack the Vikings defense. Right. I do right. feel like it's going to be a Brock Purdy game. When you look at some of the numbers, completion percentage, 70, this defense has allowed 75% completion. Um, scoring percentage, they're 14th. Um Baker Mayfield, so they're three home games. They're only mm-hmm. three, the Vikings. Baker Mayfield was twenty-one of thirty-four for a buck seventy-four, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Justin Herbert was forty of forty-seven for four
0: that was five. Insane. That
2: was an insane, insane. He's yeah. doing whatever yeah. you want to. Three touchdowns, yeah. no interceptions. Mahomes was Mahomes, thirty-one of forty-one, two eighty-one, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Quarterbacks have absolutely, absolutely lit this team up on their home field, and I kind of feel yeah. like that's what the Niners are going to do, especially if McCaffrey, whether he plays or not, he's going to be hurting. I think they're going to go to the air. I think you're going to see a lot of Ayuk. You're going to see a lot of Debo, and and it's it's going to be a Brock Purdy get right game this week.
0: Yeah, I I am actually interested to see. That's a good point. I I like that point you brought up about being on artificial turf. Um, not only not only when it comes to kind of those soft tissue lower body injuries, but also for I for Ayuk for McCaffrey, right? It's an oblique which, you know, every time you're, you're landing on that hard artificial turf, I'm sure that's going to hurt. And then for Debo, it is, it is a shoulder, essentially a shoulder stinger, right? He landed on that shoulder. Um, and, or no, he said that he got hit. He said it was the first play and he got hit, I think with a helmet, like right, kind of in the, like right in the bicep. And he said his whole arm went numb. He was on Kay Adams saying that. And then Kay Adams was like, asked him about a stinger. And he's like, I don't know. I've never had one. So it's, perhaps the team was like, you got a stinger. You can't tell anyone you got a stinger, right? We're just going to say it's a shoulder injury, but regardless, you know, maybe you don't want him again, hitting the turf. So it'll be interesting to see, Uh, but even if Debo and McCaffrey don't play, I still think this team has enough with Kittle, with Ayuk, with Jennings, with Ray, Ray McLeod, with Elijah Mm -hmm. Mitchell, with Jordan Mason. Um, You know, I think, I think they have enough. Um, But, and, and, the thing that I trust Kyle to do more than anything is go into a game with a game plan to game plan around holes on his offense because of injury. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that he's had to do a lot in San Francisco. It's part of the issue, but you know, and there's a big difference between game planning around them and then adjusting mid game to, you know, the focal point of your offense going out and then arguably the second focal point of your offense going out right with McCaffrey going down and and Debo going down that's going to be tough to get to scheme around mid-game regardless of who the coach is so you know if those two don't end up playing I still have a lot of confidence that Kyle can scheme up a, a, a game that will you know put put points on the board for this 49ers offense the Vikings just aren't very good and you know like you said they've got two victories one of them is against the winless Panthers and the other one is against the uh Bears when Justin Fields went down. So it wasn't even Justin Fields that they beat. Um, yeah, they so, was
2: it Tito Tito Baggins? What is that guy's name? I don't even know their Frodo Baggins. What, name? what? <laughs> I, don't I gotta know. look at, I have no Actually, idea have no what idea. this guy's name <laughs> is. <idea. laughs> hold on. But, I gotta look this but yeah. Up. so. I mean, so good I'm for not, him, he's an undrafted yeah. free agent who won the backup job, but I don't know your name, yeah. my friend.
0: Yeah, so I'm 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 not I'm not concerned about the results of this game i said that last week and obviously we lost but talking about a completely
2: different animal now um but yeah i mean it's you know baggins it's tyson back baggint bagget bagget ba- all right. B A G e-a-g-e-n-t i don't even know how to say his name
0: oh okay baggent baggent oh, yeah agent, I, don't know. Bagent, I don't know that guy qb2 in in, in chicago yeah and that so those so so they that's who they beat last week Uh, And it was still like 19 to 12 or something like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, this, this, uh, this Vikings team, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me. Uh, I I think the 49ers, even with some of those injuries, even if McCaffrey doesn't play, even if Debo doesn't play, I still think they have plenty uh, to, to come away with a victory on, on Monday night. And not only that, but you're playing Monday night, Kirk Cousins. So yeah, there you go as well.
2: Primetime Kirk Cousins. Typically not very good there. But I was also thinking, like, what ways can the Vikings attack the Niners to beat them? Where Do the Niners have any weaknesses? And our buddy Akash put up a stat that I thought was interesting because the one thing that does, I guess, worry you a little bit about the Niners and, and even going into this game last week is a rushing defense. It hasn't been terrific mm-hmm. yet. I mean, Akash put their Niners are 16th in yards per carry on defense, uh, their 20th in rushing success rate, and 22nd in rushing EPA per play. So if you get a team that's a strong has a strong running game or a running quarterback, mm-hmm. maybe like a Lamar or somebody like that, it could get a little yeah. scary. But Kirk Cousins is a statue, and the mm-hmm. Vikings have allowed 52 QB hits this year, and their Ooh. running game has been not good. And I was kind of surprised with them, like they just traded for Cam Akers because it hasn't been good. Right. Alexander Madison never at any point to me looked like a starting running back. He had some big games against bad rush defenses last year. But And they've struggled this year with him being the lead guy. He's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. And yeah. Minnesota this season does not have a rushing touchdown. So any way that they can attack the Niners, I, I just don't think they, that they're going to be able to do it. And the other thing is this team is first in the NFL with 13 turnovers. Um, they have a 19.7% turnover rate, which is second worst. They've lost nine fumbles, and they've fumbled 13 times in six weeks. I mean, that is atrocious. And you yeah. have a Niners defense that flies to the ball that's going to be pissed off. I think they're going to get some turnovers. I think they're going to get some sacks. I think the Niners are going to have some short fields. And if they are a little beat up on offense, that's going to make up for it. The defense, to me, did not have a good game last week. And I've seen people say a little bit of both. Oh, it was only 19 points. But again, if you watch the game, I, I, I don't think they played their best by any stretch of the imagination. No. And I think they're another unit that's going to come up, come up, out. Pissed off this week. You're going to see some turnovers. You're going to see some short fields.
0: Yeah, and like Dane said, you know, I think they are largely a a a non-successful <clears throat> run team because the interior of their offensive line is is pretty poor. They've got two great tackles, like he said, uh, which helps Kirk Cousin and the Cousins in the passing game. But you know, I think I think this will be a game where you see uh, Hargrave, Armstead and Kinlaw mm-hmm. really feasting on not only Kirk cousins, but, but that run game as well. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no concerns about this Vikings offense specifically because Justin Jefferson's not out there and you know, uh, Addison is, mm-hmm. is good, but he's a rookie. Um, yep. and he's not Justin Jefferson. So, um, you know, and TJ Hawkinson can be, you know, could, could have a good game and, and you know, could exploit the seam a little bit, but, uh, I have all the faith in the world in, in Fred Warner and Talano Hufanga to, to be able to handle that. So yeah, Yeah. just not a whole lot of concerns here. Um, I think in fact, they will likely, uh, even if CMC and Debo are out, I think they'll likely uh, start another 30 plus point streak on Monday night. And, uh, I think they're, I think they're ready to avenge that loss. I don't think it was a loss that they needed. I don't think they're they're a veteran team. I don't think they needed a wake-up call. But I think that they will take this wake-up call and uh, absolutely wake up against the Vikings. Uh, and it's going to be a, a long game for Vikings fans, I think.
2: Yeah, and I'm wondering if, if Kyle... I don't know if these guys listen to the noise. They have to hear some of this stuff. But I'm wondering if Kyle is going to kind of hear some of the stuff that's been said about Purdy. And he's going to put Purdy in a spot to maybe you know, it's going to be yeah. a two, three touchdown pass game for him. I'm really kind of feeling that this, this week for, for Brock. Um, Cause again, a couple plays go a different way. Last week doesn't happen the way that last week happened. So, and if, right. if the Niners win this game on Monday night, they're going to tie the Steelers for the most Monday night victories of any NFL nice. team with 50, 53, which is insane. When you think about it, they
0: are a prime time team and I love it. I love it. Oh, they always
2: have it. And they always have been. Yeah, They always have it. Yeah. That's why I think, like, guys like me, too, like, who grew up on the East Coast, like, that's probably, I mean, Joe Montana had a lot to do with it. But, like, watching them on Sunday night and Monday night when you're a little kid and them just kicking yeah. the shit out of teams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, Good that feeling. can kind of move you <laughs> in that direction, you know. Yeah. So, all right, Brian, Um, I want to do one other quick look at a schedule. But before I do before, that, I mean, do you want to do game scores? I was going to say, yeah, this, let's this do a score prediction
0: matter. just because we have. I don't want to say
2: this because they're going to lose. Because this is a very difficult game. and We have to predict the score for it.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, 49ers, 34. Vikings, 17.
2: I'm going to say 35 to 20. That's where I'm going to go. I think the Vikings maybe get like a late touchdown. For in the garbage point. time points, yeah.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When
2: conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just
0: fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: All right. What I wanted to look at, Bri, really quick is we all think, we've all been saying for a while, the home field is going to probably come down to the Eagles and the 49ers. And I think that yeah. home field is huge. You want to get the games in San Francisco. We've seen what the Niners do when they have home games. Um, the NFC Championship at home, we saw what they did to the Packers. Like, it's it's very important for them to get the game there, I think. But there's another team that I think is really good.
1: And they're sneaky, 5-1. sneaky.
2: Sneaky, sneaky is the Detroit Lions. You may be thinking, like, wait a minute. Jared Goff, let's see how this year goes. But if you look at the lions schedule I yeah. looked at it the other day and I was like holy shit they could win 13 games. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see let's assume that our the 49ers are going to get 13 wins. 12 okay. 13. Let's assume they're in there. And I think that's fair, right? The way I, the Niners I absolutely look, think that's 12, fair. 12 13. Yep. yep. Can either one of these teams get to 13 wins? Let's let's say 13 because because that's a that's a big number. So I'm going to start with the Lions Brian we are 5 and 1. So they have 11 games left. I guess I'll give you the teams, and we'll both go win loss. You want to do that? All right. Tell me who's.
0: I would say, tell me who they're playing and where.
2: Okay, so Lions at the Ravens this week.
0: Oh, that's a good game. I believe are. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a phenomenal game. Are the Lions giving points? They're giving points, right?
2: Yeah, I think the Ravens are two and a half or three. I think they're two and a half.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you're in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I watched that Baltimore team play the Titans and not look very good. That offense still under, you know, under new coordinator and it still doesn't really look all that great. Um, their defense has been playing better. Um, I think this is a great test for the lions offense. Man, I'm tempted. I, I, I'm tempted to give it to the Lions as just as a victory, um, but I still think they're a young team that needs to learn how to, you know, how to win games like this. And I know they won that first game uh, in Kansas City against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, the Chiefs were at full strength. The Lions were at full strength. Um, but I, I think I got to see it more. So I'm going to give it to the Ravens.
2: Yeah, it's going to be I think, bad. Weather, I think the Lions
0: but... cover the spread, though.
2: Going to be bad weather. Um, David Montgomery is probably not going to play. Yeah. Uh, we don't know about Jameer Gibbs. It hurts my
0: fantasy team.
2: Me too. Yeah, I have in my fantasy team too. he has been great. <laughs> um, they've just beat the Falcons, the Packers, the Panthers, the Bucks. I think they're feeling good about themselves. And I agree. I think they lose this game too. Um, it'll be a good game, but I think they lose. So we have yeah. at five and two. Week eight, they're uh, home against the Raiders. Line. Yeah, victory. Yeah, agree. Okay. Then they have a bye week and they go to the Chargers.
0: I'll say they beat the Chargers. I, I yeah, don't. I, I think don't Brandon Staley is an awful coach. I think I yeah. don't know that Brandon Staley survives the season.
2: Agree, agree. Then um, week eleven, they're home to the Bears. Victory. Great. Uh, home to the Packers, and they kick the shit out of the Packers at Green Bay.
0: They've played them already, right?
2: Yeah, they kick the shit out of them. Yeah, uh, Thursday, yeah. in Green Bay, thirty-four to
0: twenty. I division games are so difficult. i think the
2: packers suck i I don't think they're any good
0: i i don't think they're great but i also thought the cardinals sucked and i feel like they you know they gave the 49ers a decent game at least in the first half um you know i think the packers will be wanting some revenge i'll still give it to the lions but i think that's a tougher game than than it than it appears right now it
2: seems all right so week 13 they're at the saints
0: I can't figure the Saints team out, man. Neither can I. I just can't.
2: Weird Their team, defense, great defense so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that great defense got lit up by CJ Stroud this past week. So true. Kudos. Kudos to D'Amico and what he's doing down there. Um, I'll give it to the Saints though, just because it's in New Orleans.
2: All right. So you have him at nine and three. Um, I'll actually give that one to the Saints too. Week 14 at the Bears. Lions, agree. Um, week fifteen, home to the Broncos. <laughs> Lions, yeah, easy, easy fucking schedule, right? Um, week sixteen at the Vikings, who may be in Selma yeah, at that point. We'll go, we'll go Detroit, or I should say, looking to next season mode at that point. All right. Um, week seventeen at the Cowboys.
0: Ooh, so the. <laughs> That's a phenomenal game, too, because I imagine mm-hmm. that that is going to be for seeding in some way. Yeah. Um, I will give that to the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys will be more desperate.
2: I think right. the Lions will, will have to, already won the North. Because I think they're going to play the Vikings, who may starting Nick Mo. Who knows if the Vikings mm-hmm. are done by this point last game of the season. I'm giving them a win there. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? You're,
0: you're, you're giving them a, a victory over the Cowboys?
2: Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I Did I not say the Cowboys? I agree with the Cowboys. Yeah. are going to beat them.
0: I have the oh, Vikings yeah.
2: Because looking at the next week, they have the Vikings, and I think they'll beat the Vikings, who have probably yeah. nothing to play for at that point. Yeah. So assuming they lose to the Cowboys, and we said the Ravens, which are kind of coin flip games. Mm-hmm. And we also and said a loss to or- the Saints. Another yeah. coin flip game. 13 right. and 4. Yeah, that they stay healthy, right? Because yeah. that schedule yep. is so easy. Mm-hmm. There's no reason if they keep, if they stay healthy and they keep playing the way they are right now, that they can't win 12, 13 games this year, which is amazing. Because the Lions, yeah. and, so and,
0: and that's where I think I think you're right, and you brought this up before we started recording. That I actually think I would agree with you. The Lions are probably the bigger threat than the Eagles. Yeah to 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 get that number one seed because we're about to go over this Eagles schedule and the eagles haven't looked great no. um their offense doesn't look like it did last year i think they're missing missing shane steichen um they're doing some great things you know they're running the ball really really well uh jalen hurts hasn't been throwing the ball as well i believe he has seven touchdowns and seven interceptions uh so far this mm-hmm. season um yeah and the, but their defense their defense has been good again um i don't know if it's it's not quite i I don't think it's at the level it was last year, at least that defensive line isn't. But they're still playing really well. But yeah, let's Jalen listen Carter, to this schedule because it is
2: brutal, brutal, brutal. So yeah, this week, week seven, they are home to the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, I think the Dolphins win that game.
2: I do too. Now Tua didn't do well with pressure against the Bills, but I just kind of, I kind of feel good. I kind of this is another game where I feel like Tua takes criticism, and I feel like he's going to have a good, a good game on a Sunday night. So I'm going to give that as well to the Dolphins. And, so and
0: I and I have faith that Mike McDaniel, like Kyle Shanahan, can scheme around uh, a a team that he knows can bring pressure just by rushing for. Um, and I think that's what I think we'll see a game plan very similar to what a lot of the game plans that Kyle Shanahan had against the Rams. You know, in in 2019, 2020, 2021, right, where you're yeah. just trying to neutralize Aaron Donald.
2: Yeah, and the Dolphins lost to the Bills was a division game, which, yeah. you know, all bets are off in those games. All right. Week eight, they are at the Commanders.
0: Uh, that's a win. I agree. But that Commanders team is plucky.
2: They're plucky, but I, I think they suck. So I think the Eagles will be okay there.
0: I think they're poorly. Coached. Week nine
2: is home to the Cowboys, which I'll spoil it. I'm going to give them a split against the Cowboys. So I'll give them a yeah. win here.
0: Yeah, I think they win at home. All right.
2: Then they have their bye week, and they go to Kansas City.
0: Yeah, Kansas City. Man. Although, Man. that's the thing. This this schedule looked a lot worse at the beginning of the year. Kansas City hasn't been playing great, uh, but that Kansas City defense has been playing really, really well. And so I think Kansas City wins this game, but it's not on the strength of Patrick Mahomes and their offense, but rather that, that defense that Steve Spagnuolo has just really humming right now.
2: It's hard for me to go against kansas city at kansas city um so yeah. i'm going to give kansas city what they did do
0: i did lose to detroit then, there today this year
2: then that's true that's true week one though you know week yeah. one's always yeah. a little fluky um yeah. then then they got my mistress team the buffalo bills are going uh to <laughs> philly in week 12.
0: to philly uh i'll give that to I'll, I'll give that to buffalo and here's why I think by that time Buffalo is going to have traded for somebody to at least help with the blow of losing Tre'Davious White. And like I said, this Eagles passing offense hasn't been great so far. And I think the Bills can can bottle up their run game enough that you know force Jalen Hurts to beat them. And and so far this season, Jalen Hurts hasn't been playing like he can do that. Now, this is weeks down the road, but right. This is why it's predictions and not I'm not a, a fortune teller.
2: I'm actually going to give the Eagles a win here because I don't think they can lose all the games. I think they're going to lose in a row here. So I think the Eagles are going to win a close game here. And the bills, if the bills are struggling a little bit right now, they've been a little bit inferior. Mm. on offense. They have a ton of injuries on defense. That
0: Giants game was
2: so weird. Yeah. They just haven't looked right. So I'm going to give, um, I'm going to, you gave them a win. They're eight and three. Mm-hmm. I'm, going to give them a, or, I'm sorry. I'm going to give them a win. You give them a loss. So okay. I gave them a loss. Yeah. Um, week 13. 49ers are coming to town loss you lose that game motherfuckers that's right (laughs) then they're at Dallas and I said a split right so I gotta give them a loss there
0: and and I I would I would give them a loss there too and I think mainly because it they're just the the physicality of those two games against the Bills and the 49ers it's gonna take its toll it just is
2: so we have them going with four games left, right? I have them eight and five. You have them seven and six. Mm-hmm. Already, may, already out at that point, right? But let's see what else we uh, yeah. think. So, at the Seahawks, week fifteen.
0: I, I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it. I. I don't. It's hard because I have them on a three-game losing streak right now. I. I just can't predict a team that talented to lose four games in a row. So. I'm going to give them a win.
2: Yeah. And I think at this point, if the records hold true to what we think, they're fighting for the division with the Cowboys at this point. Right. They need a win here. So I agree. Then they have the Giants at home in week 16. Win. Yeah. Giants are terrible. Um, Cardinals at home. Win. Agree. Giants at New York. Win. Agree. So. So 11 and six. You have them 11 and 6. I have them 12 and 5 with a 4 game winning that, streak at the end of the year.
0: That feels fair. So
2: it's good, it's gonna be, I'll tell you what, I think the NFC is really top heavy, but yeah. it's it's gonna be a great a really fun race between these three teams if they all stay healthy. And I think the Niners are gonna get to 12-13. Looks like Detroit's gonna be there, and we'll see yeah. if they can handle that at
0: Here's it. here's the thing that I will say, right? If for whatever reason the 49ers don't get home field, right but it's the it's the lions who get it. Mm-hmm. I'm far more comfortable with that than if it's the eagles who get it. Far more comfortable with that. So Wouldn't be I don't think that would be the end of the world. Um obviously you'd like it to be at home. Um but that lions team is good and I'm not trying to take credit away from them but with that schedule it, it's going to be hard to know just essentially how battle tested they are against quality opponents because there's very few of those left on their on their schedule
2: definitely definitely all right bry we'll see how this week goes again i feel good i think matters are going to get back on track and we're going to be feeling good going into the Bengals game
0: yep and we'll be we'll be recording tuesday because it's a monday night game and al lives in new york and he's not going to be recording at one o'clock in the morning (laughs) i mean we love you guys as 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 listeners but um that's a little bit excessive so we'll be recording on tuesday that'll come out wednesday and then we will uh, record our Bengals preview on Thursday. We'll see who who we get in uh, as our as our third wheel on that Thursday, but uh, we'll 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 get somebody for sure.
2: All right, everybody,
0: appreciate you listening for Brian. I'm out. Later. three. <laughs>